there, and welcome back to Here's a Thought, the podcast for people who overthink. Now, this podcast has been on hiatus for about six weeks because there was construction going on right next to my recording studio. And as things happened, as they often do, the construction took a little bit longer than we'd hoped it would, but it's done now and we're back. So, if this is the first time you've found Here's a Thought, then this is for you if you're someone who tends to spend a little too much time with their own thoughts. I'm Jan M. Flynn, a writer and someone who overthinks myself, so I'm right there with you. There are times when the voices in my head just get to be so loud, I need a break. So if that describes you from time to time, and you need a few minutes, maybe while you're driving to work, or driving to the grocery store, or dealing with whatever you're dealing with, and you could use a little distraction, maybe a different set of voices, then join me for a quick mental recess. Now, the last episode of Here's a Thought aired right at the beginning of 2022. And of course, since then, there's been kind of a lot going on. And I don't know about you, but I am back to being guilty of doom scrolling. Not to check about COVID, because that seems to be slowing down, hopefully, but to check and see if maybe we really are this time tiptoeing towards the end of the world as we know it. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is worrisome, to say the least. It probably has all of us a little freaked out, with good reason. After all, we're again looking at war in Europe and the invasion of a peaceful, sovereign democracy by an autocratic dictator, somebody who may stop at nothing. And yeah, that's worth worrying about. But what I'm also seeing is possibly a sliver of light in these dark times. And what really brought that to my awareness was a recent trip to the liquor store. For the record, it was late morning, and I was as sober as a judge. But it was one of those random moments when great events in the larger world bleed through into otherwise ordinary aspects of daily life. Now, a month ago, I couldn't have told you what Ukraine's flag looks like, and I might have been able to come up with the name of its leader, but I couldn't have picked President Zelensky's face out of a group photo that didn't have a caption. All that's changed now, and obviously I'm not alone. Russia's vicious, unprovoked attack on its neighbor has been so rapacious, and Ukraine's response so determined and so unflinching, that Americans are awash with two shared feelings, disgust at Putin and admiration for the Ukrainians. Suddenly, there's bipartisan support for aid to Ukraine and a call for harsher sanctions against Putin's regime, even if it costs us more at the pump. So is it possible that one bright bud emerging from the bloody soil in Ukraine is this? Americans might be remembering who we are and what we stand for. And what does that have to do with a liquor store? Well, hang on. Here in Idaho, you can buy beer and wine in a grocery store or a convenience store or someplace like Target or Walmart. But for the hard stuff, you have to go to a state-run liquor store. As a California transplant, this took some time getting used to. No more picking up big bottles of spirits for a discount at Costco, for one thing. And my first forays into a state liquor store felt kind of shameful, as though I were stepping into a sketchy DMV. My husband only imbibes infrequently, but when he does, it's strictly vodka on the rocks. While I often enjoy a glass of wine of an evening, I do love the occasional martini made with my beloved Tanqueray 10 Gin. Therefore, every few weeks we make a run to the local liquor store, which, as it turns out, is clean, friendly, and very well stocked. Another thing we've long understood about Idaho, and which may come as no surprise to you, 
is that it is a decidedly red state. While our portion of Boise contains a blue enclave, to call Idaho conservative is like saying the Himalayas are kind of steep. Since my husband and I lean to the left, we've learned to avoid any whiff of a mention of politics in our interactions with our fellow Idahoans, unless we know them well. And very little in American life these days escapes the taint of politics, so that takes some finesse. But while it's true that now and then we see bumper stickers that make our blue blood run cold, the vast majority of folks here are friendly and warm, certainly compared to urban areas in California. In our experience, Idahoans fairly radiate goodwill, as long as you stay away from certain topics. Anyway, back to the liquor store. We were there yesterday, and my husband lamented that he'd have to avoid his favorite brand of vodka, thinking it was Russian. Not so, explained the clerk when we checked with her. That very popular vodka actually comes from Latvia. And the company that makes it is going to the extraordinary step of changing the product's name to avoid such confusion. She went on to explain that all the Russian liquor has been removed from the shelves. That means all the shelves, in all the stores. With lightning speed for the state of Idaho, or indeed any state, there's an unquestioned consensus that our solidarity with the Ukrainian people means we're ready to boycott any Russian products we can identify, even vodka. That's awesome, we said, and a warm beam of fellow feeling extended nearly visibly between us and the lady behind the Lexan window. We took our plain paper bag containing our Latvian vodka and our British gin and departed the store, feeling buoyant. God, it feels good to agree, I said outside. And it really does. If a couple of liberal snowflakes can find common cause with the Idaho State Liquor Division, there may be hope for America yet. What's happening in Ukraine is atrocious. But if it offers us a chance to come together and authentically recall our greatness, that's a chance we shouldn't pass up. Now, there's a lot being said and written about Ukraine, which is heavy on our minds and on our hearts, and we all wonder what it will mean for democracy and for our futures and for our children's futures. But since this is a podcast that's supposed to help us avoid overthinking, we're going to switch topics. It's also Women's History Month in March, and due to the historical difficulty that women have being heard and understood by men, as a woman I can say that, I'm here to tell you about some life-changing new technology. Tired of trying to get a word in, ladies? Worn out by meetings where you can't find an opening to state your thoughts because another gender keeps taking up all the verbal space? Tired of men who are perfect strangers standing outside your car as you parallel park, waving instructions at you that you didn't ask for and don't need? Fed up with presenting your boss with suggestions that he ignores until he hears the same idea from a male colleague? Have your words been spoken over in Zoom meetings so many times that you check your mic only to find out it's working just fine? Weary of having things you already understand mansplained to you? Afraid you might lose your composure and start screaming the next time a guy interrupts you? Then this new device is for you. Announcing the Penaphone, the revolutionary invention that allows a woman, or anyone who identifies as a woman, to be heard by men, without shouting, arm-waving, or enduring blank stares. This ingenious device consists of a flexible, proboscis-like mouthpiece, beneath which are positioned two small, globular amplifiers. 
anyone with a uterus or who used to have one, who speaks through the mouthpiece while squeezing gently on the amplifiers, will find themselves able to converse normally and finish entire sentences. The penophone is effective in a vast range of situations, from first dates to board meetings to family gatherings. It's proven to work whether you want to communicate with one man, a mixed gender group, or a whole room full of bros. While the penophone cannot guarantee agreement with your opinions or suggestions, it does mean your words will not only be heard, but will be understood. That sinking feeling when you're making the presentation you worked so hard on while the guys in the room scroll through their phones until they start interjecting with football references? With your penophone deployed, they'll listen to you until you're done speaking, even before they make suggestions that you've already proposed. The penophone is discreet and easy to use. With no need for batteries, the penophone can be slipped over your lower face more comfortably than a standard N95 mask. Its color is intelligently designed to automatically and naturally reflect your own skin tone. And since it's much smaller than most men would have you believe, it's easy to slip the penophone into your purse or pocket when not in use. Here's what satisfied users have to say. I don't know how I lived without this device until now. The penophone has saved my marriage. Charlene Pepper, CPA and wife. My job had become so stressful that my health was suffering. I was at a breaking point. I'm not exaggerating when I say the penophone probably kept me out of jail. Angela Cooper, adult driving instructor. I'm amazed at the simplicity and effectiveness of the penophone. It could well revolutionize my professional field. I even joke with my colleagues that it might put us out of work. Carlotta Simpson, marriage counselor. Patient compliance is up 75% since I began using the penophone in my practice. Ruby Franklin, proctologist. We'd like to offer you a free trial of the penophone. Alas, we can't do that. Because the penophone does not in fact exist. At least, not yet. But it should, don't you think? Dibs on the patent. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. If you liked what you heard, please consider leaving a review or a star and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And until next time, may all your thoughts be good ones. <laughs>